So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. What is going on, everybody? Here we are. It is Friday night, 10.07 on the East Coast. That means it is time for Smack Talk here on the Sports Geeta Wrestling Facebook channel and the Wrestle Binge by Sports Geeta Wrestling YouTube channel. Rick Uccino, SP3, and the wrestling legend himself chewing on his stogie there. Dutch Mantel in the middle. Guys, how are we doing? We got two hours of professional wrestling to talk about because thanks to the NBA playoffs, and since Lakers and all these other guys who are playing right now, no rampage tonight that got moved uh, to tomorrow night. But Dutch, you're not off the hook completely about talking about AEW tonight. We're going to ask you about the latest reports about the return of CM Punk. And yes, we're going to get into SmackDown tonight. Not a lot of debuts that happened tonight as we're starting to incorporate the new NXT talent. We got the finals that have now been set for the World Heavyweight Championship and a very, very surprising match. I mean, shocking match booked for Night of Champions. Dutch, how are we doing yep. tonight? Well, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Doing all right. SP3. Sid, Sid how are you doing? See, Sid's going to be pulling double duty because the Lakers are about to tip off here in a few minutes. I, I, I am. I'm only um, laughing because <laughs> he didn't do it on purpose, bosses. But Rick put us on the Sports Keto Bay channel. But Oh, did I? Oops. We're back, baby. We're back, ladies oh, and gentlemen. No. How, did the, I do that? How did I mess that up? On the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. I was on WrestleBridge. I was trying to share our link on uh, Twitter, and oh, I realized man. that. And then I looked oh, up. I looked Oscar. up on the side. Oh, man. They're going to yell at me big time. <laughs> that was totally an accident. Totally an accident. This is what happens when I try to set things up early. I, you know, I just got complacent and I guess I just hit the wrong button. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, tell your friends to tell your friends to tell your friends to watch this week's episode. Because if we do big ratings, maybe they'll put us back on this channel. But yes, it's a good Friday night. We are here after SmackDown for some Smack Talk, talking about Friday Night Smackdown and the latest in professional wrestling. So that means you get a little bit of AEW talk as well. Dutch Mantel, how you doing? Good. Very good. I'm getting ready to really go off on this show as soon as we get to it. Rick, <laughs> get off your ice and let's go. Well, I'm right now. Well, might as well enjoy the night because this might be my last show after I just pulled that, that crap off. Uh, we do have a super chat to start off. Ozzy. $5. Appreciate it. Hope Dutch had a nice nap. He can watch Rampage tomorrow night. There ain't no way in Ozzie. hell Ozzy Dutch is watching Rampage on a Saturday evening. Not a chance unless he's getting Hell paid. no. <laughs> I ain't watching that goddamn Rampage <laughs> on Saturday especially. Now the question does. Uh, listen, I've had 50 freaking years in this business. I do not go out of my way to watch any wrestling whatsoever 
unless there's some dollar signs attached to it. Somebody says, hey, will you watch this show? I said, not no, but F no. They said, well, what about $150 or $200? Well, okay. Okay, why don't you say that up front? So, and Ozzy, I'm going to run across you one day. I'm going to bullwhip your ass till you beg for mercy. I'm already getting yelled at in the uh, in the managerial chat. Uh, this is actually a perfect segue here, uh, Dutch Mantel, because our lead story tonight, before we dive into SmackDown, uh, we are inching closer, it seems, to the return of CM Punk to AEW. And uh, or maybe I shouldn't say return, uh, SP3. Maybe I should say the second coming of CM Punk to AEW because reports out today from Wrestling Observer that the first episode of AEW Collision, which we all believe is going to be announced by Tony Khan this Wednesday on Dynamite, is going to be dubbed just that. AEW Collision, the second coming in Chicago, Saturday, June 17th. It all seems... It seems to be a done deal. CM Punk is coming, maybe even feuding with Samoa Joe right out of the bat. Second coming uh, there, Dutch Mantel. That's that's a little too on the nose for me, maybe even slightly just a little bit pretentious. Uh, your, your thoughts the, on the name of the second coming there? The second coming. Uh-huh. Unless we're talking about fear returning to Raw, I don't know. Hey, it's wrestling. We put up with a lot of shit in wrestling, but the second coming, but it's a rebirth, I guess. It's a restart. That's what it means, isn't it? The second yeah. coming. And CM Punk is coming to Chicago, correct? The yes. second coming after all this. Now, I wonder, I wonder how much of past history are they going to leak on the channel? Are we going to hear all? I mean, all the, everybody knows it anyway. But for some people, they may not understand it because a lot of people, I'm sure, don't follow it the way we do or the way the, the hardcore fans do. So you think they'll get into the background of the big fight backstage and, and uh, all the guys fighting each other? And you think they, they're going to get into that? I don't think so, SP3, mostly because part of the report that came out today is that those parties involved still aren't on the same page with one another, and part of the reason why this Saturday show is being set up is being centered around Punk and a, a soft brand split, SP3. So I doubt they're going to get into any of that. They're bringing back Punk on his own night, on his own show, and letting him do his own thing. And I think we'll see Kenny Omega and the Elite on, on Wednesdays moving forward. Well, it's not even a soft brand split at this point. It's if Punk's going to be on Collision, the Elite and Blackpool Combat Club will probably be on Dynamite. They said that Punk is not just going to be restricted to just Collision because they're going to need him on the flagship show, Dynamite, on Wednesday. So some weeks Punk will be on Dynamite, and then those weeks Elite and BCC will be on Collision. It's basically a soft brand split when it comes to CM Punk and the Elite. That's the soft brand split. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to the second coming. I hope that they build this up. 
Like they build up the first dance. Uh, the fellow, the first dance sold out the United Center on a rumor. If they can do it again and sell out the United Center on June 17th on the rumor, on the on the hints that CM Punk is returning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for the second coming. The straightest Jesus is coming back to us, ladies and gentlemen. Now, if he they do that back. angle, I'd be all for this. If, if they can find a way to work that back you in. You sacrilegious bastards. He is coming back. See, 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 I don't I don't think it I is. Swear to God, if lightning struck you right now dead, you deserve it. You I don't know. It. I don't know about you all that. I'll be able to sleep. I don't know about you, Dutch. I don't know about you, Rick. But me myself. I went to Catholic school for much, most of my life. From the age of like six years old, all the way through high school, I was in Catholic school. I, so I did Sunday school. I, 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 well, I was drugged to Sunday school. Let's just from, say from, from six to 18, I was in religion class. I used to be in on a Sunday. I used to be in uh, in Sunday school in the religion, reading the Bible and stuff. I went to I went to church on a Wednesday uh, during a portion of my elementary school week. I went to church on Wednesday and Sunday. So anything about the Lord, anything about Jesus Christ, I kind of I kind of very familiar with it. Doesn't sound very Catholic to me. I'm very Catholic. I'm very Catholic. I'm overly Catholic. Yeah, but you're Catholic. doing Seventh Bill? Day Adventist now. You're doing preaching. Oh, 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 oh Southern oh, preaching. Oh, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah. J J CM Punk is coming back. CM Punk is coming back. I want him to come back since he's in Chicago. Since he is the second coming, his new theme song. Scrap that cult of personality. Scrap that this fire burns. He needs to represent being the Jesus Christ of professional wrestling. He needs to represent being from the Midwest, being from Chicago, and come out to another Chicagoan. I want him to come out to Jesus Walks by Kanye West. Yes, Jesus Walks. God show me the way, but the devil trying to keep me down. Jesus I'm not, I'm not walk very, with, me, with me, with me, with me, with me, with me. You know what? the midwest is young and restless and rest these elite try to snatch your necklace yeah and even throwing an elite in there i'm not man. very uh, i'm not very religious but god if you're hearing this i don't have nothing to do with it <laughs> we got people in the chat saying not doing punk versus the elite is a lost opportunity look maybe they get there you know at some point down the line maybe they get there um, maybe CM Punk is a, a changed man in the eyes of, uh, people who still have issues with him. Maybe he can prove himself to be, uh, literally what th this is going to be the second coming of CM Punk, the rebirth of CM Punk. That's what this okay, is. Who's he, who's he bringing with him? Uh, you'd be good on this set. Who's he got over there with him? Uh, on collision, it looks like Miro. Uh, came back on on dynamite he was backstage and he went to go see tony khan and they kind of used him to build up the fact that this coming wednesday is the big warners upfront. so along with the announcement of collision there's been rumors of aew potentially getting a new deal like we talked about recently on this show we talked about them getting maybe 52 uh, million dollars a year just for this new show but it might
might be a part of a whole bigger deal, their new TV contract, where, you know, their previous TV contract, they made about $175 million a year. It sounds like there, there's been rumors on uh, Observer message boards, on Voices of Wrestling. FIFO has put out a report where they said they didn't hear the same number that's been going around. Uh, Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer newsletter said he didn't hear that same number, but he kind of tried to make sense of it. But they're saying that it, uh, rumors, rumors, quote unquote, rumors, I'm going to make that clear. Rumors are saying that AEW may be getting a five-year, $1 billion deal with Warner Brothers Discovery for exclusive rights to AEW content. So if that is the deal or it's something close to that, that's a huge thing for AEW. If it comes along... Huge. With with streaming, <laughs> this kind of big. <laughs> it comes along with streaming rights as well. So he said, "Billion." Wait a minute, billion. with a B. I'm calling the friggin' flag on that one. <laughs> we gotta investigate that shit. <laughs> billion dollars over five years. So two hundred uh, is basically two hundred million a year. Two hundred million a year. That's a lot of money. Is it? No idea. What they say it is. I made a bet one time of a half a million and nobody would take it. I wonder why. They, was, they were afraid I was going to win. I can tell you that. Uh, Ozzy saying Thunder Rosa was back this Wednesday as well. Very Who gives nice. shit, Ozzy? Damn. Uh, SP3 does. That's that's his girl over there. That that was a bit of a surprising return. Uh, reports came out that you know she may need back surgery. Her return to the ring is not imminent. So uh, one of these things where it's going to be interesting to see what her role might be, maybe even as part of the commentary team on Collision, potentially. I wouldn't be mad at that. Uh, she's been doing some commentary in her time off. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people returning on Wednesday. Samoa Joe is a name that is heavily rumored as, as the guy that CM Punk wants to work with out of the bat, uh, off the bat, excuse me. I know Chris Jericho is a name that's been thrown around a lot as well in the rumor mill. So it's going to be interesting to see what that, what, what happens, but Tony Khan's going to make the announcement on Wednesday. We all believe it's going to be official AEW collision starting June 17th. Uh, I did see somebody in the chat asking if we will review that. That is a question above my pay grade, uh, Mr. Ringspan. I do not know, but pay attention here to the Sports Keto Wrestling Facebook, YouTube, and Wrestle Binge by Sports Keto YouTube channel, which is the one we're supposed to be on. I actually had people in the chat telling me, hey, can we restart? We're not going to restart, guys. I'm sorry. I'm going to make an executive call here. We're not restarting the show. That would take way too long to figure things out i'm not gonna do that i apologize i screwed up let's dive into smackdown shall we here guys they uh open up the show hot and heavy tonight back-to-back <laughs> -back triple threats to determine who was going to be moving on to face seth rollins at night of champions uh for the newly recrowned world heavyweight championship and we started right out of the gates uh with uh, one of the matches of the night edge aj styles and ray mysterio this looked like this looked like that it had Edge written. You want to talk about, we'll talk about telegraphing later. It looked like they were telegraphing Edge as the winner. He puts out this video. It's talking about a perfect way for him to finish his story is to win the World Heavyweight Championship. The, the title is very similar to the one that he never lost when he had to retire. Even Cole and Wade Barrett doubled down uh, on that basically calling it the title that he didn't lose the same exact one, which makes me think it's going to have the same lineage as the former world heavyweight championship. Fingers crossed on that. Um, 
AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio already in the ring. Everything was pointing toward Edge winning this match. It made sense. Total red herring here, SP3, as it's AJ Styles who gets the win. I thought this was a really, really good match. These three worked well with one another. Little clunky at the end, a rare miscommunication between Edge and Rey Mysterio, but it still allowed AJ Styles to hit the phenomenal forearm and uh, and get the win. Um, I thought this made all the world, all the sense in the world for Edge to win this, but I'm not mad they gave it to AJ Styles either. Yeah, I thought this was a really good opener to the show. It was super fun with everybody involved. I thought it was probably the match of the night as well for the show uh, because the action was really good. Like you said, it got a little bit clunky at the end, which stopped it from really being, you know, on higher ground and reaching that great level, as I say. Uh, But I thought it was very good. Everybody performed well up until that spot. So it was a good way to start off the, the show and bring that excitement to the crowd, which really got going. And I love WWE using the AEW strategy of doing the entrances for Rey Mysterio and AJ Styles on social media. So we had more action shown on the actual show. They did that a lot tonight. They cut down on the uh, entrances and did those during the commercial breaks so they could get more uh, in-ring action uh, throughout the show tonight here. Dutch, I think this is a great way to to reintroduce AJ Styles, who has been out of the world title picture for really a long, long time. Tonight he gets two big wins. We'll start with the first one in this triple threat match. What do you think about the opener? <clears throat> well, what I do, I tape about 30 minutes of the show, so I'm not – I'm not eaten up by commercials. So when I opened up the show, I mean, they were already, say I was 30 minutes in. When I start started the tape, I'm looking for an opening. And there was no opening there. They had already, and, had, and had, that's, a good, that's a good system to do. Bell rang at 8.03. That's got to be a record for Smith. No kidding. So... Good. It was a good match, and I was looking for Edge to win too. And then all of a sudden, AJ pops up with the win. Good match. Of course, if, if those guys just you don't even have to tell them to talk. They could all show up at eight o'clock, get right in the ring, and they could have a match. Yeah, they knew what they were how doing. Good they are, but very good match. Uh, good for AJ. And I don't think anybody got hurt in the match. I mean, you know, I mean, reputation-wise or anything else, good match. And all those guys should be proud they're in that match. But I hate three ways. I just hate three ways because there was no, there's no story in this other than, and what is that belt they're going for? What is it? World Heavyweight Championship. So this is a third one they're going to have. Yes, that is correct. See, that's, that's what's confusing me. I think they have too many belts, which actually weakens the draw of this belt. That's the way I would look at it. Which belt you have? Oh, that one. Oh, well, I don't like that one. Well, I mean, Roman, Roman, Roman has the belts that, that matter, and this one is just another one. And commentary tonight even – put out the line bloodline claims world heavyweight championship is a consolation prize. They are not doing this thing. Any damn favors whatsoever. I mean, you want to talk about just a, an, a a clunky, clunky start from this 
weird tournament that they've done with four triple threats to take 12 competitors down to two. The involvement of SmackDown, the same for a Raw exclusive belt, the same exact week that you incorporate your your strict draft roster brand splits. This is just clunky, clunky, extremely well, I clunky. Thought the whole, I thought the whole show was clunky. I really, I really did. From introducing all that those NXT guys, to me it was. I don't think they did them any favors either. Well, we'll we'll get to those. Maybe Captain Grimes. Maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll we'll get to those. We're jumping. But ahead. I I agree with I agree with Dutch and and you, Rick, that this World Heavyweight Championship. I I, I literally said this to Rick the day after they announced it that it's been downhill since Triple H. How Triple H explained this World Heavyweight Title. It's been bad ever since then. And I, there's been nothing that they've done on TV despite having good matches on, on Raw and good matches tonight to build this tournament up. They have done nothing to make this championship feel like it, they want it to feel, which is the, the, the second or third biggest championship in this company. They've done it no favors. They they literally went back. They, they must have heard Rick saying it's the second world championship and had Paul Heyman cut a promo where he said it was the third world title, like I said it was. Then they had tonight, like you said, Rick, they literally said the bloodline believes it's a consolation prize. I understand them trying to acknowledge the fact that some fans are saying this and i always appreciate that usually but sometimes you don't need to say stuff that yeah. the fans are saying because it doesn't help what you're trying to accomplish with this new title no and ultimately the success or lack thereof of the world heavyweight championship is going to depend on who gets it how it's booked you know if it's everything that triple h says it's going to be it's going to be that workhorse title you're going to put it around the waist of a guy like aj styles or a guy like seth rollins who's going to defend it bi-weekly or weekly or at least every month at every major event and they're putting on banger matches no one's going to give a shit in six months about how this thing started it's all going to be okay you put it on somebody let's freaking go but you want to again it's like the build-up to a lot of the matches at wrestlemania it's the same stuff the build-up sucks but ultimately, hopefully, the end result uh, ends up being good. I want to open this up. And, and if I'm not mistaken, didn't Paul Heyman said that Roman Reigns was going to acknowledge that there was a World Heavyweight Championship? And then we got the first Roman Reigns promo since the Raw after WrestleMania, and he did not acknowledge that World Heavyweight Didn't even look at it. And then Paul Heyman sitting there going, like, giving it that Miz, like, disgust look, like, Blow on the, the bottom lip there. Give oh, us what? that look again. Give us that look again, Rick. That was Paul Heyman tonight. Turning his head to look at the World Heavyweight Championship. I know. See, that's that. why I, what I was saying before, Rick. Since Vince has come back, I think SmackDown has went downhill a little bit. Sid, you agree or no? Yeah. Yeah, this I think, does not I, look like this does not to me look like a true Triple H production. It, I I think it does feel like a Triple H production, but it feels like a Triple H that's looking behind his back, like like he's 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 the kid that can get straight A's unless the teacher is looking at them very closely and he has to 
oh god i gotta hurry up and put all the answers here he's not feeling free and just answering the questions and getting a's he's nervous he's like nervous that they, someone's gonna take that pencil out of his hand because he ran out of time for the test that's what it feels like triple yeah. h is booking yeah they're there you can tell where triple h has the full reins on things and where he doesn't and where there's there's orders that are coming on from on high and Triple H has to go, okay, how do I make this work? And you can tell what that is. And hopefully those two guys are able to gel better, but Vince is a loose cannon and is going to do whatever the hell that he wants to do uh, moving forward. I want to open up a question to either one of you guys because I don't know what the answer is. Edge has, on multiple occasions, talked about how his career is coming to an end very, very soon. The reason why I said this World Heavyweight Championship story seemed tailor-made for him was because that is the perfect ending to his story, is to at least either compete for the World Heavyweight Championship or win the World Heavyweight Championship and then retire after he loses it, finally. That seemed to be like what they were building toward that made a ton of sense. Now Edge is a member of SmackDown. He's not going to be able to compete for the World Heavyweight Championship because it is a Raw exclusive title. I have questions about where AJ Styles and the rest of his group and everything and how that's going to work if he wins it. I have a lot of questions about that still. But now my question to you guys is, what is Edge's story moving forward? Is it just the simple fact of he's a man aimlessly wandering, looking for a story to finish his career? Is that literally what they're doing with this man right now? Let's talk to a religious man here. He's Moses walking in the <laughs> desert. I mean, Sid, you, I, I'm not blowing smoke, Sid. I'm not blowing smoke. You have one of the best creative minds of the of anybody in wrestling media. What What's your inkling on this? Well, Good Dutch. I'll I don't know, you know when he's going to retire, but you got 51 weeks to fix this problem. If it is a problem. Because he's still in the same position he was when he said this, he can still win the title. He can still lose the title and, and then retire because he can make good on his, on his uh, wish or his promise and nobody would be disappointed as long as he goes out and he could lose and go out if he, yeah, if sure. he doesn't. And the people will stand up and cheer. I don't think it's lost with edge at all. I think I'm glad they're doing it slowly instead of trying to rush it, because when is his contract up? I mean, I within, the next, within the next year, right? He says he wants to walk yeah. away. I mean, he's talking like he wants to walk away sometime this year. Like, he wants to retire in Canada. That's He's being very vague about the timeline, but he's, he knows that it's, it's coming up quickly. Well, I don't think that cause is lost. I think there's plenty of time to get back to it. Uh, tonight... Again, he's he's like Cody. The hard times have to come. He's already made his wish, and I think he'll he'll bring a lot of people with him. Uh, so uh, you know, Isam in the chat here saying uh, money in the bank might be a possibility for uh, for Edge as well as a way to get back to the World Heavyweight Championship. That would be an even better way to bring things full circle since he was the first ever Money in the Bank winner. If they don't want to go Cody, he seems to be the favorite there. Nothing stopping. Go ahead. I feel Ed. the same way about 
Edge winning the 2021 Royal Rumble that I feel about people suggesting he wins the Money in the Bank. Let's use these things to elevate new people. Yeah, let's not let's not run the same train. And Edge is not someone that needs Money in the Bank to get an opportunity at the World Heavyweight Championship or the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. I think that if they're gonna get back to you know Edge, Edge is the type of guy like Dutch said that he's eternally over he's a wwe hall of famer a 13 time world champion like you don't need him to win this tournament to you know get the world heavyweight championship when he can be positioned once again as a challenger for roman Reigns. so i think i think that maybe him taking the fall here is a inkling or a hint that his contract may be expiring soon i don't know I don't know, because like like you said, Rick, it seemed tailor-made for Edge to at least get to the finals of this tournament because the promos pretty much write themselves for him. You yeah. don't need him and Seth to be on the same show when he can just cut promos about how he never lost that title. This is his final chance to win the World Heavyweight Championship if he wins it. And then when he loses, he's going to finish his story, and that's the end of it. That's the period at the end of the sentence. The promo that he cut on social media, he could just cut it on TV for the next two weeks and you're at Night of Champions already. Yep. But with AJ Styles, I'm just interested on what they're going to do. It seems like next week he's going to be on the Grayson Waller effect and then probably have a match with Grayson Waller. Seen that before because I watch NXT. I know nobody else does. So that's all right but to I'm, do it here I'm on fine. SmackDown. I'm fine with that too because that continues a story and weaves in NXT and makes it relevant because in the past what happens on nxt literally does not matter which is one sure. of the things i liked about the nxt people everybody who we saw on television was the same people we saw on tuesday night same presentation same name same characters for the people that we got to see talk and it's it's canon nxt what happens in nxt is canon so i like that they they're going to start off with aj and grayson waller even if it's just a quick little thing it's a nice way to introduce them <laughs> to the main roster audience yeah, it puts him in a in a top in a top matchup probably on next week's show against AJ Styles ahead of the World Heavyweight Championship tournament. I just I just felt like Edge was the better option for this tournament right Agreed. now. If you're gonna Agreed. use him and use him well, that seemed like it. And it did I, I thought it was obvious that the loser of this matchup was gonna be Rey Mysterio, regardless of if it was Edge or AJ Styles winning. I was like, Ray's there to take the fall, and then he didn't. Edge did. That's why I said it kind of feels like edge's time with wwe is gonna run out sooner rather than later i mean unless edge is about to go on a losing streak and that's his story is does he still have it in him what is he doing what does he have left to accomplish you know maybe they weave that in to be part of his story as he just starts going out and having good matches and putting people over in the process i don't know that seems like a a, a whimpering way for him to go out though I will say though, every loss that Edge takes now makes makes the decision to have him beat Finn Balor at WrestleMania seem stupider and stupider you by the day. <laughs> you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. Stephen Chambers says LA night for money in the bank. Time to push him. Yeah. Uh I was my biggest disappointment of the night is that we did not see LA Knight uh on this show. Uh I'd like to see him on the show regularly which was again a reason why i wanted him to go to raw because i guarantee you he would be on the show uh regularly if he did that we have another super chat uh roland curtis asking do you guys think that triple h put the new title over absolutely not uh he he has not uh we we talked about this uh at the beginning of the show 
no, he has done this world championship. Absolutely no favors. Uh, we're not going to go back and rehash everything that we said, but from the way that he first presented it, saying that Roman Reigns is holding the world title hostage, so we're going to create this for the rest of the roster. Uh, forget to just to just to give them something. Here, here's something for for the rest of y'all bitches uh, that that you know ain't able to get this belt off of Roman Reigns. It just from that on to Michael Cole on commentary tonight saying that. The bloodline considers this to be a consolation prize. They are not do to putting SmackDown superstars competing for a Raw championship. He has not done a good job with this so far. But again, it's going to come down to who wins it and what they do moving forward. Let's go to the second triple threat here tonight, Dutch. Sheamus, Lashley, Theory. Crowd was hot for this one. Sheamus still riding that high with the crowd uh, that he's been having for a while. I thought all three of these guys look really, really good. Sheamus really won this match right he hit the bro kick but lashley steals it a bloody lashley steals it he got busted open there's just something about bobby lashley bleeding that just makes him even more of a damn badass uh but overall i thought this was a great follow-up after a hot opener and uh bobby lashley gets the win what'd you think uh how did he get busted open what happened I'm trying to remember. He hit something, didn't he? He either caught an elbow or he hit the the corner. It was after he hit the corner, I think, is when he got busted open, if memory serves correct. So him and Rock both have been bleeding on TV recently, right? Yes. Blood is back, baby. You should love it, Dutch. You 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 felt like you were in Puerto Rico again. Brock was Oh Jesus. Oh God, Dutch is down. I've Dutch is down. Call nine one one. I've been attacked by my dog. Okay, there we go. Little bastard. You and Thunder Rosa both this week just having issues with the. With oh the my God. Geez, now now you're sideways. There oh, we God. are. I'm back. I'm gonna give you one of them bags on airplanes, please. I need Stop it. it. Stop it. <laughs> uh. But yes, no. Brock. Well, who, was in the, who was in the second six way? Uh, three way. Uh, Sheamus, Lashley, ways. and Austin Theory. Did I say I hate three ways? You did, yes. I hate those. But I thought Theory would win it. I do, did. But he didn't. So the match was okay. Not exceptional. But they did have a lot of wrestling on the show, if you're tuning in for that. But see, I, it, for me, I'm not tuning in for just a match. How many matches have we seen? Literally thousands. I wish we'd do an old Memphis and just let them go through the crowd and fight up there and go back around the other side and come back down. Now that to me, no rules. Why the hell not? Well, but they don't want them going in the crowd. Hell, we used to do that in Memphis about every other week. Somebody asked me one time, why do y'all do such crazy stuff in Memphis? I said, well, hell, we got to do something. We're back in here next week. We ran 52 weeks a year, so, you know, you couldn't take a week off. You can say, oh, we'll, we'll take it slow on, on this Monday night because you were coming right back in that same building seven days later. And when you have that attitude – yeah, it kind of cranks your butt up a little bit to get some people in there so you can pay your bills. 
I mean, we didn't have million-dollar contracts back in those days. But just seeing a match, a straight-up match, three ways or whatever, to me, I don't know about regular fans. I, I don't know. But it's boring as hell to me. It's just boring. You spend 10 or 12 minutes. Yeah, it's a great match. If you're watching a tumbling match sometimes, a tumbling exhibition, oh, that's great. But I, I want to I wanna see the story. And the only story that we had tonight was uh, the Usos and Roman. And... But yeah, I will say we got the start that, of actually, a lot of stories. that actually surprised me. We'll get there. We'll get there. Sid, what'd you think of this match? I, I thought it was all right. It wasn't as good as the first. <laughs> it, it, wasn't as, it wasn't as good as the first triple threat. The, 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 reason that, the reason that the first triple threat was a better matchup is because they were very innovative with a lot of the three-way moves, like especially yeah. like the, the, the sunset flip into the, long, the, the, the launch pad, then the launch pad into the splash, then the flapjack onto Rey Mysterio. They were very innovative with the way they were, and then they just had the little mess up at the end. So the match overall was very good. This one was just kind of solid. It was a solid triple threat matchup. It wasn't anything that I'm going to remember in a week. I did think that there was a little bit more story to it because they'd had the little callback to Austin Theory throwing uh, Lashley away. And I, I thought it was Lashley hit his head on the ring post because after the after Theory throws him into the ring post, that's when I saw his head started bleeding. Later yeah. on, commentary said that he ran into the steel steps and that's how he started bleeding. But I don't know. But he had a huge knot on his head and he was busted which tells open. you this one wasn't planned like the brock lesnar one was no no this one wasn't wasn't planned but it seems like they're doing more hard way blood than than cut yourself i gotta ask you dutch because you've been in a lot more matches and you've done that more what do you think is the better way to get color is it the hard way like they've been well, doing with lashley and brock or cutting yourself well with me i didn't do either one tell you the truth Somebody looked at me and said, um, you might need to do a, a little blade tonight. And I said, eh, I don't, know about, I don't know about that. And sometimes I didn't say anything. I would go out there with the blade, and I would, damn, I would, I would break it. The blade would get broke somehow in the match. Listen, guys, back in those days, I told them, I said, I'm not cutting my head off. For this because who knows I could break my leg and have to go out and get a real job and I don't want them to look at me like a map of Georgia on my head here you know I-4 and I-75 meeting like Carlos Colon meeting right there and they look at me and they said what the hell happened to you and I just I wasn't going to do it so I have actually been told actually Carlos told me one time that the the next time I'm in a match and I don't get a lot of color or juice, he was going to find me. Guess what happened? I still didn't do it. I'm not doing it. I said, I don't believe I got into this business to self-mutilate. I said, I'm not doing it. So I didn't. But you've gotten color in your career, so how did you get it? I didn't. You've never bled it in, in your entire I career? I a little bit, but hell, I've got more juice shaving. <laughs> when I go shaving, oh, God, I kill myself. I well, you haven't shaved in 15 years, it looks like. 
Huh? You haven't shaved in 15 years, it looks like. It was a joke, Rick. I thank you. <laughs> it was a sarcastic joke. What? Huh? It was it was sarcasm. No, I didn't I didn't do I didn't do that. Crazy. So well, but how I did it, if they told me to get it, and you ha- after a while, you know I'm not going to do it. So, yeah. I did like the story that they told at the end of the night when these two ran it back. Uh, and it really did kind of open up the pathway there for AJ Styles to convincingly beat Bobby Lashley clean as a sheet, which he did. I'm sitting here going, Styles makes more sense than Lashley. We've seen Rollins and Lashley recently. Let's give us something a little bit more fresh with AJ Styles. So I figured he was going to win this. I'm, I was kind of waiting for some BS. I was waiting for the Triple H BS move, somebody to cost Bobby Lashley this match for some reason and set up some kind of story. But AJ beats him clean and they used him getting busted open, uh, Sid, in that first match as the story. He was convincingly woozy, which I'm sure that was probably real, uh, and was an absolute, you know, gem for going out there and and, and finishing off the night that uh, that he did. So overall, I thought they told a pretty good story, even though the main event was a, a little off for probably obvious reasons. Rick, is somebody shining a flashlight in your face? No, my screen keeps going black for some reason. Oh, okay. So I'm having to move my mouse and get my screen back on. So I'm glad that I was still talking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having all sorts of technical issues. Once again, we're so, we're actually supposed to be on the WrestleBinge channel brought to you by Sportskeeda tonight. So that's where we typically are. That is where we'll be back next week. Maybe these two guys, I might get the door. But anyway, SP3, what you were going to say. We need we need Rick. Rick Rick is the the draw. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just here for the color, pun intended. Um, <laughs> now that's that's funny. That's funny. So uh, no, I thought I thought yeah, you were oh, right. They did tell a good a good story here with uh, with Bobby Lashley. Even though commentary weirdly was not referencing the blood a lot. Like they, they, it was like they were being told backstage to to not draw attention to the blood. I told, so I told you, Vince was there. That's what it felt like. Yeah, it, it felt like. Okay, I said Vince. I'm I'm convinced. I'm convinced Vince is is around there somewhere because he never liked he never liked blood because of TV. Sure. And now we've had it two times on major players in two weeks. I and mean, you can't is- go out there and just stop it. <clears throat> so you got to go with it, but. We've actually had three massive. I mean, uh, yeah, Finn Balor. Yeah, if you go back to Finn Balor, yeah, yeah it's not Hell in a Cell. But this is this is what gets on my nerves. That was a freaking Hell in a Cell match, and mm-hmm. he stopped it to, to stitch him up. And then here, it's, <laughs> I mean, he needed eleven or thirteen. Excuse me, thirteen staples though. That, that was I, I know, gash. I know, I know. It was a big gash. I saw the gash on online, but man, finish that. Finish that. Let it go. You're not going to die. See that man's brains for crying out loud. Come on. Come on, man. Uh, I want to see see some color. Chris Alford saying to me, Bobby versus Seth is better than AJ versus Seth. I will respectfully disagree on that one. I think that AJ and Seth are going to absolutely tear the house down. Uh, Where are your guys' expectation levels and uh, excitement levels for this match that we're going to get at Night of Champions? AJ Styles, Seth Rollins. That'll be a great match. 
it'll be a great match. And I think better than th- that we get with Bobby. Yeah. I think I, they've I, got, I, they got chemistry together and we'll, and we'll see. And that's no knock on Bobby either. Bobby's great. No, Bobby, Bobby's had good matches with, with Seth, but I think that AJ Styles, his matchup against Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank in 2019 was arguably the best matchup of Seth Rollins' title reign uh, back in 2019. And him and AJ have great chemistry. They had a pretty good matchup on Monday Night Raw uh, before WrestleMania 38 as well. So they have good chemistry with one another. They're going to have a hell of a matchup. They're going to try to get this World Heavyweight Championship on the right path so these are the right two guys to go in there and have that type of workhorse matchup that they're looking for at night of champions but overall like i said i I thought that the whole world heavyweight championship tournament was well done tonight i just would have wished that commentary would have focused more on the blood i would have wished that bobby and 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 aj was a little bit better of a matchup because i was expecting more from this match but of course can't can't knock you know bobby lashley for continuing the fight even though he was losing massive amounts of blood and he had a huge knot on his head as well but you know it is what it is aj styles a good a good choice to come out of the smackdown side but just smackdown being involved in this tournament still pisses me off and they they rushed the whole thing too did we really need to have the entire tournament finished in a week you had a whole other week yeah two other weeks Two other weeks in the build-up to this that you that wouldn't have like had Vince, last year. That sounds like Vince to me. Let's get it done. Get on. Well, again, this all came down to competition with the NBA playoffs, or that's what the rumor was. So they wanted to, have, you know, have this big must-see show, and they decided to grab the low-hanging grapefruits, shall we say, and uh, put on three tournament matches and and set things up tonight. Uh, we got some super chats, and I'm I promise I see all the super chats. Some of them uh, fit better later in the show, so I will get back to them. Uh, but Roland Curtis with a uh, a big donation. Thank you so much, Roland. Saying uh, how much? 20. 20 bucks. Big 20. 20 spot. Hell, that's more than I'm making. And that's more than we've been getting on WrestleBin. So, guys, remember, <laughs> remember, uh, this is a preview here on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel, a preview for you guys to join us on Fridays after SmackDown and Rampage over on the WrestleBinge by Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel. Rick as the host, Dutch as the draw, me as the color. You get it all every single Friday. Save my job. Save my job. Anyway, uh, Roland Curtis, $20 donation. Thank you so much. Uh, people forget the end of Triple H's promo. Uh, this will be a champ you can be proud of. This will be a champ that you can respect, that you can admire. This champ will not have to demand your acknowledgement. He will earn your acknowledgement. And yes, that is true. But everything since then has gone against this World Heavyweight Championship. And as I said, uh, he said Triple H ended his promo by devaluing Roman and, and his title. The whole, everything about Triple H's promo, like it did not come off the way that he he devalued everything in the way that he delivered that promo, which none of it made sense. Like just say, all he had to do was go out there and say, Roman is going to be on SmackDown, USA Network, once a world champion, here's a belt. Yes. That's it. That would have been much better. Less is more in this situation. See, that's why I said this whole show tonight seemed clunky to me. Like they didn't take the pieces and put them together. It, it is what it is, but I think they they left some massive holes. And if 
if you look and if you think back now, did you enjoy the show? Yeah, I kind of enjoyed it, but yet those clunky parts, and I don't want to be nitpicky here, but the clunky parts were glaring, I think. Sure. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I, I agree with you, Dutch. And, you know, Roland brings up that part of the promo and saying that it devalued Roman in his title. You're forgetting the part before he said all of that, where he said Roman's about to hit a thousand days. And I don't know a lot of people in the history of this business that can beat Roman. Basically saying, I don't know a lot of people on my current roster that can beat Roman Reigns. So oh, this is why in his- I'm introducing a new title. He, he said that it. Basically, in his WrestleMania post promo at the at the at the press conference, where he was like, "Roman Reigns is at another level. Somebody's gonna have to come in and take it." And I'm like, "Well, hell, if Cody did not fit the bill of coming in and taking it, I don't know who the hell is." I think Vince is there. I'm telling you, I just feel that that he the people might say he doesn't have a lot of influence. He's got some. Oh, he's, got, he's got some. He's somewhere. Yeah. The, the big important overarching stuff he's he's gonna have a say in he's gonna he's been having an influence since he came back into the get damn company that's you not, don't know Rick you're just making that up like I did shit we just make right. up we, stuff here, folks. We, we gotta pick it up here boys we got the rest <laughs> of the show we got to talk about and we've already reached two minutes over our time limit uh we did see the debut of Grayson Waller he shows up talking to Adam Pierce uh requests either Styles or Lashley next week for the Grayson Waller effect. Uh, so it looks like they're going to start again, as we talked about earlier, something with AJ Styles. I like that for the reasons I said earlier. We can move on to our other uh, debut, the first match for Cameron Grimes tonight on Friday Night SmackDown. He takes on Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin cuts a promo <laughs> saying he's going to whoop Cameron Grimes' ass inside of two minutes and, and show him why he's Mr. Irrelevant. And the second he drops the mic, his ass gets dropped. Uh, cave in one, two, three. Cameron Grime wins with all of the Cat Williams energy of you shouldn't have been talking shit and runs the hell out of there. Now, SP3, I thought Cameron Grimes got a nice little pop from the crowd. This crowd knew who he was, they were excited a little bit more than we would typically would for an NXT call up. I thought he got a nice little pop tonight. They got they cheered for him when he got the one, two, three. Maybe that's part of the reason they put him with Baron Corbin. Uh, but regardless, I was expecting a little bit more than move, pin, let's go. Maybe this got cut for time restraints. I don't know. I, I find it hard to believe that this, well, the way they book Corbin, maybe this was the plan the whole time. Your reaction. Yeah, like I wasn't surprised because this is Corbin and the way they've been giving him the losing streak and stuff. And I do I do agree that they did pop for, you know, that finish because they weren't expecting it. But I didn't think he got any pop uh, when he came out. They gave him the, the piped in pop. And every time he did his line of to the moon for a song, he got nothing. I was like, I was literally about to text. Woof. What was, oh. it? He, what was he, his line? The, the line uh, in his song, I'm going to take you to the moon. Usually when he was in NXT, the fans would say that part with him. When you're on the main roster, apparently they don't know that. And they didn't say that line. I'm used to back five, six years ago when Shinsuke Nakamura debuted on, on the WWE main roster, people were singing his song. They knew his song. They knew who he was going back maybe a few years ago when B, uh, when Bianca Belair came on to the main roster, yep. when she 
was still on NXT. They knew her and they popped and reacted to her. I don't feel that anymore with the NXT call-ups. It feels like they have to do more work, but finishes like this will get him over. So I think they did a good job overall with him tonight, but I just didn't feel like the these fans knew who Cameron Grimes were before that finish. Now, admittedly, I'm taking notes as I'm listening to this. So, and I'm bad at figure deciphering piped in from it's obvious for y'all. I so maybe I just missed that personally. Dutch, go ahead. No, I didn't have anything to say. I'm just playing oh, okay. around. Well, Cameron, you know Cameron you know is somebody I, that you are familiar with. What did you think tonight? No, I, you know, when he won that quick, he lost that first fall. I swear to God, I invented this finish a long time ago with me and Scott Hall where I would get on the mic, and I did it with Tracy Smothers, too. It's it's still on lines. I said, you can't do it again. I swear to God, you can't. He gets back in the ring and beats me again real quick, and he rose. And people are just, they were just ecstatic. They they had never seen it, plus it gets him over. So I said, if they do that finish, I'm going to sue them because they stole it from me. But I, I think for what it was, I think it accomplished the uh, they accomplished what they wanted it to do. So, and I think Cameron, I think I can see right now Cameron Grimes. People automatically kind of like him. He has that chemistry already because he smiles and he, you know, he looks like a likable guy. So he's won half the battle there. So I think he'll do well. Let's get to the big return tonight, gentlemen. <laughs> Roman Reigns on the show. Bloodline comes down. Roman puts over his entire family, saying there's only one great family in wrestling. Yep. So no one's ever going to main event both nights of WrestleMania again. So Solo stepped up at Backlash, took care of the Matt Riddle problem. He says Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are no longer a problem, but there is a problem. And it's Solo's brothers, the Usos. He's pissed that they lost at Mania. He's pissed that they dedicated the rematch to him and then lost the match that they dedicated to him. He demands. And that makes sense. That makes sense. Yes. People can, they can sympathize with him. Yes. He demands an apology over and over. Tensions are high. Jimmy ain't having it. Jimmy is laughing until Roman shoves him in the face, and then he looks pissed. And finally, Jay steps in, and he apologizes, and he asks for one more opportunity. They say, we will bring those tag team titles back to the bloodline, and that is when Roman has Paul Heyman Drop the biggest damn surprise of the entire evening when it was announced that, yes, those tag team titles will be coming back to the bloodline. That's a spoiler for Mr. Paul Heyman because it's going to be Solo Sokoa and Roman Reigns against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships at Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia. That's great. This, this, the reason why this is surprising for those of you who don't know, 
Sami Zayn has never performed in Saudi Arabia because Sami Zayn has not been allowed to perform in Saudi Arabia. So we all assumed that Sami Zayn would not be on the uh, the show. So this is surprising that this is the match that got booked. SP3, I'll let Dutch have his piece on the whole segment here, but this is surprising for two reasons. One, Roman Reigns, on the day that he hits 1,000 days as Universal Champion, will not be defending the title, and Sami Zayn is going to be on the show in Saudi Arabia. Now, granted, in just the last few days, Saudi Arabia and Syria, the reports they've resumed work on on diplomatic missions with one another first time in over a decade but still that's just in the la- that just happened in the last couple of days i i man i don't see sammy personally going on this show but who the hell knows this this was surprising for a lot of reasons i mean i i i heard that that rumor and i like many of you was just like oh no that's not happening but it seems like it's happening. They went through all the work, I guess, <laughs> of putting the poster up. Unless they're unless they're bait and switching, which I can't put it past this company yeah, for doing sure that. Could. But Triple H has not really done that really in his regime. He hasn't promoted a matchup, pushed it on the show, and then not deliver on it. Now, say, me saying all of that, you can probably replay this next week when they have their <laughs> face-off, and then we have the match later on in the night, and you know they have it on TV instead of that Night of Champions. That can always happen, but sure. I don't know if they would be doing all of this to not deliver that. It's going to be a short amount of time before they have to, you know, build a new challenger unless it's Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn again. I heard people say, oh, no, maybe it's Jimmy or Jay challenging uh, Night of Champions by the segment that we saw tonight. Unless something big happens next week to change that, I don't see Jimmy or Jay being the challenger for him at Night of Champions. So I think that we are actually going to see Sami Zayn finally make an appearance at a Saudi Arabia show. That actually works out for what's going on in real life with Saudi Arabia and Syria, where they can show, be like, hey, we just brought over one of the biggest Syrian stars from WWE. He performed in Saudi Arabia. And that furthers the progression of something bigger for Saudi Arabia because people need to realize that WWE having this contract with Saudi Arabia is trying to work with the government. So maybe this is a political move more than anything. And maybe Sammy takes his big fat paycheck and puts it right into Sammy for Syria and puts it to good use. Who knows? Uh, Dutch, your overall thoughts on the segment and what's being booked here for Night of Champions. Okay, I'm not going to overthink this segment. Because I don't know. When you start dealing with political matters, I, I, I don't know. But I thought the host segment was was genius. Because we thought, uh, I, I didn't think Roman would, would he'd say, I'll set it up or I'll do something. But when he said that Solo and me, we're going to challenge them, we're going to bring it back to the bloodline, I think everybody in that building set up. Now we're back into this story again. It's getting deep and they're taking their time with it. And I, I think this is one of the best things they can do for the story because who knows where it's going to go. Because we see a separation. We saw a separation between Sammy and the bloodline coming. Saw it months out. 
and I don't know how long this will this will go on, but now we see the separation between the Usos and Roman. The solo over there is the wild card. So I, I don't know. I'm going to honestly say I don't know what they're going to do, and I like it better that way because now I can be a fan. Being a fan is great when they reward you yeah. and kind of I don't care what they do as long as it makes sense. And they're laying one brick at a time. And let's go back to what Cody said. Let's finish the story. Now, where the story will end, I don't know. I'm going to say possibly WrestleMania next year. And that gives us, what, 10 months to finish the story. And they have already proven that they can tell a story long-term and keep interest. So uh, this is the best thing they have done. The, the best thing they did on this show. And I think that's going to, that's, that's going to kind of draw the map out where they can go. Brilliant move. I think this was the best segment. The blow line has done since WrestleMania. It actually felt like we had some type of progression, which I've been annoyed with the last six weeks that there's been no, it's kind of been at a standstill. I'm telling you. Vince is staying out of this. He's staying out of the bloodline uh, story. I think Triple H is doing that, but I don't know. It's almost like they read the comments online saying that, well, they've killed this. This is boring. It's over. And they're like, all right, we just need Roman back. Screw you. Let's go throw Roman in there. Shake things up. And, you know, we are off and running. So, Uh, again, a lot can change in the next two weeks, but I really doubt they go through all of this and not deliver. Uh, yeah, and thank you. The uh, yeah, Ryan Armstrong with the super chat earlier. Thank you, SB3. I completely <laughs> Sammy Zane and Kevin Owens has not gone to Saudi Arabia either out of solidarity with him. So, how they defend it, who knows? Well, heck, and here's the other thing Sammy Zane did an interview, who knows when it was recorded but did an interview with our good friend Alex McCarthy over in the UK that just dropped today. And as part of that interview, he said his part in the bloodline story is over, is done. Obviously something has changed in the, or, or the communication. Tell me that, tell me, tell me that again. So, so to, to give it more details, because Alex is a good friend of ours. He, he does. He did a great interview with Sami Zayn over on Inside the Ropes YouTube channel. That was filmed uh, Thursday. That was filmed Thursday. Today okay. is Alex's birthday. Happy birthday to him. So it wasn't like filmed today. Thursday or yesterday? Yesterday. Actually, oh, wow. yesterday. So I don't know what happened after that interview. Maybe it was something that Sammy got the call, like, hey, Syria and Saudi Arabia, they're suddenly things uh, we kind of need you. And I don't know what's Here's a what check happened. with nine zeros on it. You want to go? Yeah. So I don't know what happened between the time he did that interview, UK time, probably in the morning or afternoon, UK time to what ha- what happened here tonight. But it, it's very interesting that Sammy yeah. thought he was done with the bloodline more or less yesterday. And here he is against the bloodline coming up at night of champions. Probably in the and- 
And it makes sense because they just beat one of their top challengers on Raw in the Imperium this week. So yeah. this kind of makes all the sense in the world to me, actually. I don't understand that. Do do we think do we think Roman Reigns shows up with four belts after uh or six? Excuse me, I guess it would be six. Does he show up with six six belts? He's just holding them all. Not interested. Did the bloodline win these things? You know what's great about all this to me is that they literally told Robert, hey, you're on this show now, so you can't go after the World Heavyweight Championship. So he was like, okay, I'm going to go after the title that I can go after, and then I can be on both shows again. (laughs) Oh, good God. Uh, We got a few uh, backstage teases tonight to set up some future events, including LWO and the Usos. Sign me up for that. I like that. Bailey backstage continuing the divide between her and EO sky. This is a, you want to talk about cracks in the bloodline. These cracks and damage control have been very visible for several weeks. Now Bailey saying that she may have pushed EO a little too hard. Maybe she wasn't ready for the title match at backlash when it was Bailey's ass who cost her the damn match in the first freaking place. And EO big time annoyed. Like she is just completely done with all of Bailey's bullshit, but we do get a women's tag team title match shortly afterward in which live and Raquel retain the titles. I thought this was a fun little match. Raquel and live busting out their unique double team moves live loving every second of it. Dakota, after she got yeeted at one point, was able to come in and hit a big meteora. Bailey looks like she has the match won, and then she goes full idiot like she's done in the last couple of matches, which is what I find most irritating about what they're doing with damage control is they look to be in total control. They have the match won, and then Bailey, for whatever reason, feels like they need to go that extra mile. They need to cheat, and then that's what ends up costing them the match. That's what happened tonight. I don't like that booking. It's it's messy, but I guess it's better than them just flat out getting beat. And I don't know. It's it's hit or clunky. miss. It, it was refreshing. The word you're looking for is clunky. Say it, Rick. It's a clunky show. I said clunky like 18 times in one sentence earlier. Damn, calm down, man. But like SB3, I found it refreshing when they actually won a match to get this match because they hadn't been winning a whole lot of matches. I thought it would have made sense to take the belts off of Liv and Raquel personally, because I think they're badly needed as one-on-one challengers for Rhea Ripley over on Monday Night Raw. They're the like two of the top baby faces they have on the red brand, and they got the tag team titles around them. They decide not to do that. Instead, it looks like they're just trying to further divide, and at some point, Dakota and EO are, are just going to have a mutiny on Bailey. That seems to be where we're headed with this. Or at least EO. At least EO is going to turn on uh, Bailey because she's getting annoyed with Bailey. But I I thought the match was fine. It was more about the damage control uh, storyline more than it was about Liv and Raquel. Liv and Raquel are obviously just the placeholder champions until Ronda Rousey is ready to come back. So it is what it is. At least they've got matching outfits now. They've had She's not hurt. Ronda Rousey is hurt. She's hurt right now. Yes, yeah. Okay. So that's why that's why Liv and Raquel have to have the titles for a night yeah. right, right now. So they're wearing matching clothes. That's all I can ask for. Good job with that. Dutch, what did you think about this woman's match? I'm gonna I'm gonna go your route. It was, it was okay. But I knew they would 
you know, some just told me that, you know, uh, Liv and uh, Rodriguez or what's her name, they would go over. It was good for what it was. And I, I see they're working the angle with uh, Bailey. So let's see how that turns out. But they're missing Rhonda a lot. Well, she's on they Raw now. her right now. When's she coming back? They don't know. Uh-huh. That's why we need we need Ronda and Shayna to win the tag team title, so then Dutch can see them on both shows again. Yeah, yeah. But at least they they look like heels. You know these girls. I don't know. They they're not really. Bailey is in that middle spot. Half the crowd likes her. Half the crowd don't like her. And the other two are drawing their identity off her. So they're fighting an uphill battle, and I, I guess they're holding even right now, but nothing really sets them apart. I, I think that they missed out. Or they're, okay, so let me, let me just say I'm a little confused by the direction here, and I say that because Eosky got a tremendous reaction in Puerto Rico. Now, now, granted, that Puerto Rico crowd was absolutely insane, but regardless – she was the baby face in that match. She was working heel, but she was the baby face in that match. They were rooting for her over Bianca. She was coming off of a wave of momentum. And now, like, it felt like they were building something with EO there. Maybe they could build her up. Maybe she could take the title off of Bianca down the line. But instead, now Asuka's back. And then we get this heel turn tonight, which is the last thing on my docket that uh, we haven't talked about yet. So let's let's dive into that. Uh, Bianca comes down, no booing for her tonight. She's in her home crowd, town, crowd loves her. Everything's great. Before she can even get off of the top rope, Asuka's music hits. She comes down. She's dancing a little bit, not smiling a whole lot here, SP3, because we know why. Everybody in the freaking arena saw this one coming. And, folks, dumb baby face syndrome is a real thing. <laughs> it, it can strike at any time to your favorites all right for just 10 cents a day that you could donate here to sports keto wrestling you can help save a dumb baby face out there we <laughs> promise we will donate it we're yeah. getting sarah mclaughlin right now to work on a song because we have to stop 70 cents, baby 70 face cents a week 70 cents a day for one dollar a day, you can yeah. save a dumb baby dumb face, baby face. who doesn't like realize a heel turn is. I, I was like, I was like, this was one of the most telegraphed heel turns that I think I've ever seen. The only thing that would have made this more telegraphed if Oscar came out with a sign that said "heel turn coming," "heel turn <laughs> incoming." She literally comes out. She's not she's not playing to the fans and stuff. She's coming out, no smile. She's yeah. she's literally literally it was like she had uh, uh like she was like yeah, Lulu looked like that. Weird like, to me, which is weird to me because she's wrestled whole matches before. With that, like, did she pop it early no, on? No, I think I think in the wrestling matches she has a chance to like go down and put it in her mouth, and then, yeah. and then yeah, like, okay. she, she before she comes up, I, I would I would have wished that she would have just gone like, uh-huh, 
and do like that in the ring or something like that. Like you're kissing to the fans and then you yeah. pop it in your mouth that way because it was so obvious she had the miss in her mouth. Like I was so annoyed. I was like Bianca Belair was like someone standing in the street and a Mack truck is coming and it's like a comedy movie and they're like, no, <laughs> no, and they, like, they have to take a breath before they say no again because the, they they can obviously move out the way. You can duck from the miss, but no, you just stood there, you shook your hand like a dumb baby face, and then you got the miss spit in your head. And then you, uh, the selling, I don't, it's going to be polarizing. People can say, oh, she sold it very well. It fell over the top. Everything about this yep. fell over the top, felt telegraph. This was, I like Asuka as a heel, and I thought that this was the right decision to do immediately after WrestleMania for how yes. she lost at WrestleMania and how bad the 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 buildup to WrestleMania was. But it just seems like this company is incapable of having a good segment between Asuka and Bianca Belair at this point. And, and honestly, there's been no flow to this booking. Like you said, do it after Mania. Instead, you have her lose at Vance Mania is, and, is back. <laughs> in a great in a great match. And then you go to EO Sky for a month, and you, okay, we're going to start building something with EO Sky, and it's like, oh, pfft, nope, we're back to Asuka now. And it's like, we, what, what are we doing? Unless we're setting it up for EO Sky and Asuka to team up at the end of this, or we're going to put a triple threat together, I don't know. The other question that was brought up in the chat, let me see if I can go back and find it. I swear somebody said it earlier. Yeah, Stephen Chambers, any word on a swap? For the women's championships, because right now we have the SmackDown women's champion who is on the Raw roster. We have the Raw women's champion who is on the SmackDown roster. Typically by now, if a swap was coming, we would have had a swap already. Now, I don't know if that's because Bianca is only like 30 some odd days away from breaking Trish Stratus's record as the longest reigning women's champion period in WWE history. Or as a historian. I just want to say, and I'm a Dutch <laughs> man, tell and prove the story. And you are. This would what be. Am I, what am I missing? This would be the longest reigning champion of the past 40 years because Fabulous Moolah held the women's championship for like seven freaking years. Yeah. She left and yeah. came back and she was still the champion. She had a Bruno run with that women's championship. So still, Bianca wouldn't be the longest reigning women's champion in WWE history. So I don't know what the hell they're waiting for then. I don't like unless they're unless they're going to rebrand the championships, which is what they should do. I don't know what they're waiting for. It's it's weird. It's weird. It's like they either they're they're waiting for something or they haven't decided what they're going to do. Yes, Dutch, we know Vince is back. Vince. But if Vince was back, he would have just flipped the damn titles by now. So I no, well, you don't know. Yes, you I do because I've seen it in the past. Just because you see it in the past, Vince may have had an epiphany when he was off and he said, oh, yeah, pal, we'll do it this way. See? So he may have changed a little bit, but, and I agree, this segment here, it may accomplish the goal of turning, making the girl a heel as she tried to be a baby and try to be a good girl. But the really bad part about it is the way she sold it. I mean, if you get, if you get hit with something in the face, you got to use 
common sense. You're going to hold your eyes. You're not going to flop all over the place. And we was in the back, and there were two medics there. They weren't even touching her. I don't know. I would have changed things up a little bit once I got to the back. But if you're blind, if you're blind and burning, common sense is out the window. I'd be flopping around like a damn fish, screaming my head off too if I was blind and burning. I I had no problem with how she's Next time I see you, Rick, I'm going to hit you in the face with a cup of boiling boiling hot coffee. Let's go. Bring it. And I'll be flopping around. I want you to go down on the floor. I want you to go down on the floor and just start flopping around like a fish. I had no problem with how Bianca sold it in the ring. I would have toned it down a little bit, you know, pouring some water. I would have done something a little bit different if you went back to the trainer's room, but I don't even think it was necessary to, to give us the shot in the trainer's room, to be completely honest with you. They could have left it right, right where it was. And it, it would have been fine. Other than the fact that everybody and your brother. Saw that agree with you. I will semi agree with you on that. No need to go back there for the shot. No, I, I didn't think that accomplished anything. Uh, Roland Curtis with another super chat going back to what we were talking about with the bloodline. Don't you guys think that there was progression before tonight at backlash Jay forcing solo to tag out, reminding him of his uh, fraternal seniority solo, grabbing Jay by the neck to give him a spike uh, was very dramatic. They have been, they have been doing that. That's all the progression was between solo and, and Jay. What we're talking about of absolutely no progression was the involvement of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens who literally had just been spinning their wheels for the last few weeks so much so that when it came to the week before backlash, they literally were like, there's, there's we got nothing left. We, we got nothing left to, to say we've, we've said it all. We've done it all. There's no other angle for us to spin this. Let's just go fight at, at backlash and we can move on with our lives. And now they're not even moving on from the bloodline. I agree. So that it's was the show. Like WrestleMania, almost like WrestleMania. The tires have no tread on them anymore. Nothing's grabbing pavement. And they're just sitting there, and they have actually spun spun their wheels for the last two or three weeks without any progression that much. And again, I think the draft has something to do with that because they want to wait to start some new storylines. They, they planted a lot of seeds tonight, right? Pretty Deadly, and uh, who were they mixing up with the, with the Brawling Brute, Brutes? LWO, Brutes. and the Usos. Pretty deadly. Yeah. They may have done good in uh, NXT, but they better get off of it here and do some more of what they did tonight. I mean, what they did tonight was what they've been doing in NXT and NXT UK. So, well, we'll I don't see know. We'll see if it works. Well, we'll we see. see. We shall we'll see. see what they do with them. Yeah, I thought the use of the backstage segments were pretty good in setting some new feuds up in a way. Yeah. But like, like I, 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 I want to, I want to enjoy the World Heavyweight Championship tournament more than I did because I think that I hated Bianca Belair and Oscar segment more than I liked the World Heavyweight Championship tournament stuff. But I did really like the the Bloodline stuff. So overall, it was a good show. But yeah, you know what bothers me most, honestly, about the, the world heavyweight title tournament outside of the fact that SmackDown shouldn't have been involved at all was that Austin Theory was involved in it. Austin, yes. Austin Theory coming over. This was his first SmackDown as the United States champion, which is going to be as long as Roman Reigns is the WWE Universal Champion. That, that U.S. title is going to be the mainstay, quote unquote, workhorse title on SmackDown. 
they should have presented Austin theory in a much bigger way and presented that United States championship as it, as it mattered more and given him a, uh, given him a microphone tonight, something to establish himself on the blue brand instead of being involved in a match for another championship and eating the pinfall. Didn't make a whole lot of sense to me for, for Austin theory tonight. So hopefully uh, he's got bigger things ahead for him starting next week. All right, SP three, what you got going on this weekend? Check out the true Hill heat YouTube channel, true Hill heat two twenty five tomorrow at 11 5 AM. Eastern time. We're doing a new format of uh, multiple guests throughout our show. So we'll have me and Andrew Thompson as the main uh, host for oh, the man. show tomorrow, but we'll also have Nate Milton as well as professor Chris from the NWA podcast over at post wrestling, talking about different things from this week, backlash, AEW news, the C, CM Punk second coming, CM Punk feuding with Samoa Joe, the AEW TV deal. We'll be talking about it, so check out True Hill Heat 225 tomorrow at 11.05 a.m. Eastern time. Ringspan saying, it is amazing how much the United States Championship has been elevated over the last year or so. There was a time where they barely even acknowledged it. I will agree. The United States Championship and the Intercontinental title are both far and away in better positions on these shows than they were under Vince. That not a very high bar, but you are absolutely correct. Dutch, what you got going on? You know, the Intercontinental title. Yes. With Gunther. Gunther. I know of it. He's going to take that title to a to a new height. I think they have a tremendous talent in Gunther. I already miss him on SmackDown. Already miss him. So, and what do I have going on this weekend? I got to go tomorrow and do some hours of community service. Because I, I did something wrong. I like littered. And they say, well, you, you got to do four hours of community service. Why did I, I tell mean, you I'm not just gonna drop your I'm cigars? Not I'm going to go out there and just sit around, smoke a cigar, and argue and bitch and carry on. And they'll tell me, no, ever come back here again. I'll say, okay. Now, uh, if anybody wants to ask me something, Dirty Dutch, Mantel with two L's at uh, gmail.com. And uh, you can catch me on YouTube, Storytime with Dutch, and where I tell, you know, I've done that for almost a year, 51 weeks. So you can go back and look at some past episodes. Uh, And it's just me running my mouth for an hour and I have some guests and uh, I'm I'm enjoying it. So, and I think you'll enjoy it too. Go over and subscribe to that channel. Sid may enjoy it. No, Dutch, Dutch does a great job over on that show. So check out Storytime with Dutch Mantel. He's been doing what's that. What's excuse here? He's been doing that for nearly a year. So I'll give him credit. But Dutch, what's the name of this show that you've been doing for the past two years? What's the name of the show we're doing right now? Smackdown Smack Talk. <laughs> oh, I see it right here. It is it's Smackdown. literally <laughs> at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> I see it now, smack talk, but I'm blind, so. He he called it smack back on the last episode of Storytime with Dutch Van Tell. He called it smack back. It, smack back. That's why something I, like that. That's why I just threw up the alley-oop. I just threw up the alley-oop. <laughs> you've been on this show for two years. Two years. We started doing. We started having you on the show after WrestleMania 37. How you been here? Years ago. How long have you been doing this? How long have you been doing this? About January. You started about three months before Dutch did. Yeah. 
Just a couple of months more than you. But how long you been doing it, Rick? Uh, since its inception, almost three years now. Okay. Yeah, longevity. Absolutely. Smack back. <laughs> oh, smack talk. Well, smack talk smack will talk. smack. Smack talk will smack back next week on the sport on the <laughs> Wrestle Binge <laughs> channel. Brought to you yeah. by Sports Kita Wrestling. I put us on the wrong channel this week. Wrestle Binge by Sports Kita. That's the one you want to subscribe to. That's the one where we're at. That's where we're going to be next week. Maybe not me. We'll see. Talk to you guys next week. Hopefully. Hope you enjoyed this preview. Rick, Rick Uccino, the host. Dutch Mantel, the draw. Are me, you, the are color. You doing, are you doing a little bit of a preaching right now? Hallelujah. We need, yeah, see, we need to go off with you preaching. Hallelujah. Um, Rick Uccino is going to be here next week. Hallelujah. Good night, everybody.